God's Road Grace Church would like to invite you to listen to a sermon by our pastor, Todd Nybert. We are located at 4137 Todd's Road, two miles outside of Manowar Boulevard. Sunday services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 p.m. Bible study is at 945 a.m. Wednesday services are at 7 p.m. Nursery is provided for all services. For more information, visit our website at toddsroadgracechurch.com. Now here's our pastor, Todd Nybert. I'm sure you've heard of the phrase, being born again. What does that mean? I've entitled this message, Born from Above. The Lord said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. The adverb again is usually translated above or from above. You must be born again and that necessitates you or I being born from above, born from heaven. I'd like to read a passage of scripture in John chapter 1 beginning in verse 12. But as many as received him. And there is no salvation apart from receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them which believe on his name. Now, do you want to know what it means to receive him? It means to believe on his name. His name is his attributes. It's the person behind the name. You are believing on him who is. Now, look what he says about these ones who are given the power to become the sons of God. Verse 13, which were born. That's being born from above or born again. Them which are birthed, literally fathered by God. Now that's what it means to be born again. You were fathered by your earthly father, If you're born again, you're going to be fathered by God, given a spiritual nature that you did not have before. Now, John says, which were born, not of blood. You will not be born again because your mother or your father or any of your relatives were born again. Grace does not run in bloodlines. Now, I'm thankful that sometimes the Lord saves whole families. Sometimes he saves only one but in a family. But grace does not come through bloodlines, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. Now, one of the greatest lies perpetrated in our day is that man has a free will and it is his decision to become born again. 
he decides to be saved as an act of his free will. That is a lie. There is no truth to that. We're not born of the will of the flesh. Paul said in Romans 9, 16, it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Not of the will of man. A man is not born again or born from above because a great collection of men get together and pray for that man and say, we will not give up until God saves that man. And the man is born again because of the prayers of those people. Now, God uses prayer, and we should be praying for ourselves and for others. But the new birth does not come as a result of prayer. We're born of God, born as an act of the will of God. That's how one is born again. Now, if any of you were alive in the mid-70s when Jimmy Carter was running for president, you may remember that he identified himself as a born-again Christian. My dear friends, there's no other kind of Christian than a born-again Christian, born from above. Uh, during uh, that time, or somewhere close to that time, Billy Graham wrote a book entitled, How to Be Born Again. Now, what if I wrote a book entitled, How to Be Conceived?, these are the steps you need to take in order to be conceived. You need to do this. You need to do that. Then you'll be conceived. You would say, well, if you'd write a book like that, you're a fool. Well, for somebody to write a book entitled How to Be Born Again is more foolish. It's contrary to common sense. Uh, it's sinful. It's wrong to tell someone Here's what you need to do. Here's how to be born again. Now, the Bible never tells you how to be born again. It says you must be born again. You must be born from above. But as far as here's the steps you need to take in order to be born again, here's the conditions you need to meet in order to be born again, that's foolishness. That's just a form of salvation by works. Now, why must we be born again? Why must we be born again? From above. That's a very important question to consider. And do you remember in Genesis chapter 2 when God said to Adam, In the day you eat thereof, he forbid him to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, In the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now, note the language. He didn't say you might die. He said, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. He didn't say, if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, when you do. How did God know that they would eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because it was part of his purpose. God didn't simply permit this to happen. It was all a part of his glorious purpose, the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
He created the universe for the death of Christ on the cross and the glorification of his own great name. And included in that glorious purpose was the fall of Adam. Did Adam never fall, there would be no cross. But Christ is called the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now he said, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now I heard a preacher speaking on this and he said, God demonstrated his mercy and his long suffering and his grace to Adam when he didn't kill him on that very day. Well, that's not what the scripture says. The Lord said, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And he died that very day. It's called spiritual death. He became spiritually dead. What Paul calls dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Dead. Now, don't miss that. Not impaired, not sick, not disabled. Dead. What can a dead man do? A dead man certainly cannot perform the functions of life. He can't see, he can't hear, he can't smell, he can't taste, he can't feel. He's dead. A spiritually dead man cannot perform the functions of spiritual life. Why? He's spiritually dead. He has no ability to believe, to repent, to love. Oh, he's got the ability to sin. He's still got a body and soul. Uh, But he has no spiritual ability. He's dead in sins. And that is why one must be born from above. A dead man can't give himself life. He's completely dependent upon God to give him life. Why must a man be born from above? Because he is dead. In trespasses and sins. Now let's look at this passage where the Lord made this statement. In John chapter 3, verse 1, we read, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man was a very religious man, a very moral man, a very well-respected man. And he had the same scriptures that you and I have as far as the Old Testament goes. And he was looking at the same Old Testament than you and I do. A very religious man, Nicodemus. Verse 2 says, the same came to Jesus by night. Now why did he come by night? Well, it could be that he did not want to be identified with Christ at this time because his contemporaries would look down on him for identifying with Christ. So he wanted come at night when they wouldn't find out about it. Nobody would know. It could have meant that. But I think more than anything else, Nicodemus was in the dark. He had no light. He had no understanding of the gospel. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, this is a respectful address, He was impressed with the Lord Jesus Christ as a man. He did not yet understand who he really was, but he was impressed. He said, we know that thou art the teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Now, the Lord performed miracles that only 
God can do. He created matter. He brought food into existence. He brought matter into existence into the universe that was not there before. Only God can do that. He controlled the weather. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. He raised the dead. He did what only God could do. And Nicodemus saw these miracles and he was impressed. But did you know you never believe because of what you see? All of his knowledge was based upon sight, the miracles he saw. If I could commit or uh, do these same miracles that he did, it wouldn't make anybody believe the gospel. You might be impressed with me. I might be on the front page of the newspaper of this man who God used to do these things, but nobody would believe the gospel because of that. Nicodemus was totally dependent upon what he saw. Jesus answered, what a mercy. What a mercy that he didn't leave him in his darkness. Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see these miracles, but you have no understanding of the kingdom of God, and you cannot see the kingdom of God except you be born from above. It takes spiritual life. You see, the natural man is dead in trespasses and sins. He's saying to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you know nothing. All your religious is pointless. All your religious knowledge is useless and pointless, pointless knowledge. You know nothing except, except a man be born from above. Birthed by God. Given spiritual life. He cannot see. He cannot perceive. He cannot understand the kingdom of God. Now, the, as I understand, the most intelligent of the primate apes would be a chimpanzee. Could a chimpanzee, under any circumstance, learn calculus? Well, the answer is no. I don't care if you have the best teacher to ever live. The chimpanzee cannot learn calculus. It's beyond him. He's a chimpanzee. He cannot possibly learn calculus. The natural man, because he's dead in sins, cannot possibly understand, see, or perceive the kingdom of God. It's beyond him. He must be born from above. He must be given a new nature, a new heart, a new understanding that he did not have until God gave it to him. Except a man be born again, born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? He didn't understand this. All he understood was physical birth in the first place. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, once again, what a blessing of grace toward this man. Jesus answered. 
You may and I may have very foolish ideas about the gospel. And we may ask things that are just are wrong. But thank God, Jesus answered. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, he can't see or perceive or understand the kingdom of God, except he be born again. He cannot enter the kingdom of God, except he be born of water and of the Spirit. Now, what does that mean? A lot of religious people think that that water refers to the water of baptism. You cannot be born again unless you go under the waters of baptism. As a matter of fact, there are uh, several uh, baptismal formulas with the Church of Christ and the Christian Church and so on where the new birth actually happens through the act of baptism. Baptismal regeneration. That's just not so. That's salvation by works. That's saying you need to be baptized in order to be saved. That is contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. May the Lord deliver us from believing something so wrong. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, we read where Christ will wash and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. This water represents the word of God. Now let me give you some scripture that verify that. James 1.18 says, Of his own will begat he us, as speaking of the new birth, through the word of truth. The water is the truth of the gospel, the word of God. Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth Forever. Now what this is a reference to is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being birthed by the word of God, the content of the gospel message. There is no birth apart from hearing the gospel. And I'm not talking about a gospel or man's gospel, but the gospel, the gospel of God. The gospel concerning who Jesus Christ is. The God-man, the creator. He came down from heaven and lived in the flesh. He lived a perfect life and perfectly obeyed God's law. Yet he died. Why did he die when he never sinned? Because the sins of God's elect were placed upon him by his father. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He died under the wrath of God as the sin-bearing substitute. And he was raised from the dead because he completely satisfied all the demands of God. And he put away those sins and the justice of God demanded his resurrection. He made full satisfaction for sin. He completely honored God. Now that is the gospel message. And there is no salvation apart from Hearing and believing the gospel message. That's the water. But notice that except a man be born of water and of the spirit. It's only by the spirit of God 
that you and I can be enabled to believe that message. It's beyond the natural man's ability. It's only by the Spirit of God, by hearing the gospel, God taking that message, and by the Spirit of God birthing one into the kingdom of heaven so that they enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now he says in verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh, the way I was born into this world, that which is born of the flesh will never rise above what it is, flesh. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. The carnal mind, the fleshly mind, is enmity against God. And it cannot rise above what it is. But they which are born of the Spirit, the Lord says, that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Now, if you're born again, you're birthed by the Spirit of God. And He gives you a spiritual nature, one that was not there before. A nature that cannot sin. This is what the new birth is. Now somebody says, are you saying a believer doesn't sin? Well, his new man doesn't. Scripture says that. 1 John 3, 9 says, he that's born of God doth not commit sin. And somebody says, well, that means he doesn't practice sin. That's not what it says. It says he does not commit sin. The new man. Now somebody says, how can I see that? Well, uh, you can't really in the sense that uh, it... uh, a believer has two natures, one sinful nature, one holy nature, but they, they're like hot water and cold water coming out of the same faucet, out of the same consciousness. And it's impossible to really uh, see, well, that didn't sin, but it's still true that that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Can God the Holy Spirit give birth to something that's sinful? Why, the thought is blasphemous. No, that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Now he says in verse 7, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. You know, this is what the Old Testament taught. Uh, A new spirit will I give you. A new heart will I give you. It's throughout the Old Testament. You know, when the Lord said to Nicodemus, after he said, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, art thou a master of Israel? Knowest not these things? You ought to know them. They're taught in the Old Testament. You don't know them. But he goes on to say, marvel not when he's speaking to Nicodemus that I say unto you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth. That's what the King James says. It simply means the wind blows where it wills. You can't control the wind. You can't say to the wind, I want you to blow this way or that way. The wind blows where it wills. We have absolutely no control over the wind. Now, the scripture says God holds the winds in his fist and the wind blows exactly where he tells it to blow. But you and I have no control over the direction of the wind. And this is letting us know something about the sovereignty of the spirit of God in dispensing the new birth. The wind blows where it wills. You hear the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Now, John chapter 5, verse 21 says, The Father quickens whom he will. The Father gives life to whom he will. 
And the same verse says the Son gives life to whom he will. And John 6.63 says it's the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit will the birth, the spiritual birth. Their will is one and they will the birth of one who's born again. It's the sovereign work of God that men have no control over. I love it that way. Salvations of the Lord. You and I are in his hand. Now this is not bad news. This is good news. Uh, if it was up to us, no one would be saved. You would not be saved. I would not be saved. But because salvation is of the Lord. And salvation is in his hand. And he can, if he's pleased to, he can save you. If he's pleased to, he can save me. I'm going to be like that leper. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. That leper didn't say, Lord, I will that, I, that you make me clean. He said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, let me make these uh, closing remarks about this thing of being born from above. Born again, regenerated. Regeneration is the work of God the Holy Spirit. There's the work of the Father in election, the work of the Son in redemption, and the work of the Holy Spirit in regeneration. It's just as necessary for the salvation of the sinner as the work of the Father and the work of the Son. Ezekiel 36, 27 says, And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Secondly, regeneration is the work of God alone. This is not a cooperative effort between God and man. Free will is not involved in regeneration. There is no condition that needs to first be met before one can be born again. Regeneration is the work of God alone. The Lord said, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Third, regeneration, being born of God, precedes faith. You must be given life before you can believe. You do not believe and then live. You must be given spiritual life before you can believe. Now, logically, here's the fourth statement I want to make. Logically, uh, regeneration or being birthed from above precedes faith, but chronologically, they come at the precise same time. The, the very second you believe, you're born from above. The very second you're born from above, you believe. There's no time when you have life but you don't believe. Now, logically, life has to come before faith. But chronologically, they come at the precise same time. And there is no regeneration without hearing and believing the gospel. You cannot be born from above unless you hear and believe the gospel message. Now, my response to this is, Lord, cause me to hear the gospel. Cause me to believe. Give me life. Now, we have this message on DVD and CD. If you call the church, 
write, we'll send you a copy, or if you look on our website, you, you can get it off that. This is Todd Diver praying that God will be pleased to make himself known to you. To receive a copy of the sermon you have just heard, send a request to todd.nivert at gmail.com, or you may write or call the church at the information provided on the screen. 